as promised, we have delivered yet again, Paul, by saying we'd be back today, and we are. <laughs> That's right. Promise made, promise kept. Mm-hmm. All right, see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> but first, a message oh, from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at some Paris. Did you know that Active Directory is exploited in 9 out of 10 cyber attacks? Once cyber criminals control your Active Directory, it is game over. With access to Active Directory, attackers can gain control of your entire network, and if AD goes down, business comes to a halt. And it's not just on-premises Active Directory that's under attack. Cyber criminals are targeting Azure Active Directory too. Attackers can gain entry in the cloud and move to on-premises identity systems or vice versa. To keep threat actors out, you need to find and fix Active Directory security gaps. Meet Purple Knight, your ally in defending against adversaries trying to breach your hybrid Active Directory environment. Purple Knight is a free Active Directory security assessment tool built by Semperis identity experts. With Purple Knight, you can spot Active Directory vulnerabilities before attackers do. Purple Knight scans your hybrid environment for hundreds of indicators of exposure or compromise in both on-premises Active Directory and Azure AD. Purple Knight gives you an overall security score and prioritizes remediation guidance for fixing AD security vulnerabilities. Ready to reduce your Active Directory attack surface? Download Purple Knight, the number one Active Directory security vulnerability assessment tool. Purple Knight. Links down in the description. Uh, Paul, so, yes, <clears throat> and trying not to become mildly old man yells at cloud. Been using the new Teams 2.0. You have. What do you think? First off, it is notably faster. Okay. However, however, one might say. Mm. You can't wait to hear the word regression. They've done some stuff with the UI that drives me nuts. So let mm. me explain. If Paul and I are chatting one-on-one, -on -one, you know, chatting back and forth, I scroll down. I scroll down yeah. to the bottom to get to the latest message. If I go into a channel, such as whatever, just a channel, not, I have to scroll up to the latest message. In the current Teams version, it's always at the bottom. Like you scroll down to yeah. see the bottom one-on-one, -on -one, you go into a channel, it's down at the bottom. And it's really screwing me up. But it gets worse because, and I don't, I'm hoping that this is a bug, but sometimes you get a notification in the activity little thing. It says activity. It's like, hey, somebody commented here. You click on that. Sometimes when you click on that, you're then back to scrolling down to get the message at the bottom because it's in a channel and it's in some different view. And it's that, that I had, little UI is a problem in the original Teams too, but for a different reason. But I had yes. to go back. Like I had to go back to Teams one dot because I I can't. I spend too much time trying to scroll around to figure out where the message is. Like they could have just. Two steps forward, one step back. Somebody's, somebody wrote on Twitter, and I, I maybe they might be right, that Microsoft tried to make the channels more like a social feed where the latest right. is always at the top. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. It needs an option. I, I, I Yeah. This is like so many things that Microsoft does. It, okay, fine. You made this decision. Right. Give us the option to right. make it the other way. Yeah. And I'm hoping that option does arrive because mm -hmm. then I would go back because it is, it is faster. It is... Easy, I don't well, know about easier to use. It's in preview, isn't it? I mean, this yeah. is what they can they can excuse this away by saying that this is by our design. You know, we we knew we'd get feedback, and we will change it. There'll be some post on Medium by the design team about this artistic expression, how they went yeah, into the woods. There'll be like a woman on the stairs talking up to a corner somewhere for yeah, some reason. Like there's a vision board of scroll down, scroll <laughs> up. Like 
It's... Teams is a place where people like to ideate. So we decided to ideate in an off-site retreat. If you can't see the message, you can't be annoyed by the message. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> right. It's not supposed to be a treasure hunt. Scavenger hunt. What, what's the phrase I'm looking for? An Easter egg hunt. Cluster. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so that's... <laughs> I gave myself access to this because I'm my own admin, and I mm -hmm. still haven't seen the... I, don't, I must be missing something. Why did... What? I don't know. Oop, yep, it's trying to switch back to the other teams. Well, we're just going to be side by side. Does mine work? Yep. But you... Brad, it looks like you're trying to do a live meeting. I don't know. Let's when I try to switch to you, you just go dark, which is, I guess, yeah, perfect. That's course. fine. I should go dark. It's okay. <laughs> Tango dark. Whatever the... <laughs> I deserve to go dark. Uh, Google has upgraded its Bard model with a more capable model. This one can spell the word star. Oh, is that model called ChatGPT4? No. I, they still need to rename this thing because Bard's just a bad name. Yeah, it's no good. Like, it's like, you know what? Scuba worked out well. Let's just call it Bard. Scuba? Yeah. You know, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. That, that acronym became big. Oh, she's okay. Right. All right. It's all right. It was a reach. It was a reach. I, I believe. Here's, here's a fun one to look up someday. You might even know this one off the top of your head. I didn't. ISO file, right? So ISO must mean something. International Standards Organization? Uh, you, you would think. That's not what it means. Dang. Let me see if I can find this. I actually looked it up. Um, it's probably something like is on. <laughs> no, no. This is the, this is the actual put of the uh, acronym identical storage image of optical media wow i know and then you hear that and you're like oh yeah all right I, I don't it's not like i heard that and said oh yeah now i remember that i like i don't i'm not sure i ever saw that but it just reminds me and i'm sure i've shared the story before but i will share it again because it's my favorite mm -hmm. my favorite spelling error of all time this was back in the late 90s. My dad, for Christmas, I think, bought me and my brothers a CD burner. Like, this was oh. a 2X CD burner. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't use it with Maxter hard drives for whatever reasons. Sure. But, uh, well, actually, I do know the reasons. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's for, for the connection interface. It said SCSI or DIE instead of IDE. Oh, that's awesome. SCSI or DIE is a good t-shirt, by it the is. way. <laughs> I, the first time I heard the word SCSI, I was in an Apple dealership in Dedham, Massachusetts in the very late 1980s, mm -hmm. yes. And uh, I was trying to choose between an Apple IIGS, which I ended up buying, and a Mac, I don't know, SE or something. Can you hear the train? Can you hear the train? I cannot hear the train. Oh, that's too bad. It's gone by. Um, <laughs> so let me just enjoy that silently for 30 seconds. No, so... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, the person, the salesperson said that it, uh, I don't remember which one, but it had a SCSI hard drive. And I said, a SCSI hard drive? I said, surely you have something better than that. <laughs> like SCSI. You know. It's a child, Brad. Give me, you know. I've never heard for, it before. For people who aren't aware, Paul lives, now, lives near the train tracks and probably under the power lines, which would explain a lot. But uh, he loves yes. <laughs> Oh, the train is the best, Brad. It's right there. How does your wife feel about this? Is that every how often does she, it go by? She enjoys how much I enjoy it. Yeah, okay. 
Okay. We went over there. I, actually, I didn't tell you this. So there's a bunch of little nerdy guys who hang out at the train. There's a former train station there. It's now mm. it's just freight freight rail, and uh, they've done it up really nice. It's pretty, and it's a train spotting place. So like little nerdy Dungeons yeah. and Dragons type kids hang out there, and they got the cameras and tripods and stuff, and they're taking pictures of the trains. You know, every day there's people over there, and we walked. We went up. <laughs> I was like, look at these nerds. They'll know the answer to this question. And I was like, hey, um, what time does the next train come by? And, they, and he said, well, there'll be, and he went through this whole list of like, there's one in 15, there's one in 45, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, my wife said, oh, do you have an app for that? And he goes, no. <laughs> She's like, you have found your people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. <sighs> what else is going on in the world besides my qualms with teams? Not a whole lot. Other than GM is going kind of all in on the Google rather than so, the CarPlay. There wasn't a lot going on yesterday. Laurent was out, so I had to kind of cover the news. And I was like, I guess I'm going to write this up. But as I wrote it, I realized this is going to be a big issue for people. People who were never going to buy a GM vehicle anyway. Mm -hmm. um, the story here is that GM is bucking the industry trend and is getting rid of Apple CarPlay and Android Auto in its yep. EV vehicles it's electric vehicles only um it's replacing it with a custom google system that will just be in their vehicles and mm. you know it's still do bluetooth and all that kind of stuff but the idea is like we want to have these interactive navigation based experiences especially we don't want people fiddling with phones and um there's no reason for that but you can still you can plug it you can plug it in if you want you can bluetooth it in you can do your music yep. you can do your app whatever it is and man, do people not like this? It's like, well, that's the last chance I was ever going to buy a GM vehicle, and it's like, I, you probably weren't anyway. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's... but I, here's my theory on this one. I actually mm -hmm. think that this might be based largely on the notion that GM vehicles often end up in rental fleets, and rather than having people sit there with their stupid phone, you ever rent a car and there's like 80 iPhones in it? Literally last week. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, just skip that. Just skip it. It's just, it's got Google Maps. It's got, you know. So I, I will be, I'll be on GM's side on this with a massive caveat, a yep. massive caveat. Mm -hmm. So my Tesla does not have Apple CarPlay. Right. And, and I'm I, sure when you first got it, you were like, this is going to be interesting. Will this work? And I think what you're about to say is. It's perfectly fine. fine. So exactly. with the major, there's a couple caveats to that though. Yeah. The, the thing that I think most people probably miss, will miss and this works on a Tesla, and I don't know if it would work on the GM. What mm -hmm. I can do on my phone is I can go on Google Maps, I can type in an address where it's nice and easy, and, and I hit share to, to my car. And right. then it's all in the navigation right away. Mm -hmm. So if that experience works on this GM, then it's probably fine. Yep. It, I think but, it's going to be fine anyway. I, I, I wrote this thinking to myself, I have no problem with this. I, I'm not actually... I, I feel like... Car makers had really crappy in-car infotainment right. systems, right? So they ceded control of this to Apple and Google, mm -hmm. which at the time made sense. Everyone had a phone, you know, but everyone still has a phone. But honestly, I feel like that's a key part of the experience, and it's a key differentiator for them as car makers, and it's something they can compete on, you know? Yep. And yes, I, cynically, there's a you get eight years of this for free, and then there's a monthly fee. But there's a monthly fee for everything, really. I mean, it's just... I don't know. I to me, this doesn't seem unreasonable. Um, with the caveat, they have to get the experience right. Yep. Um, 
You know, we'll now, there's see, one I, other area that would make me a little, little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that we don't know, which I'm hoping does come, the one of the nice things about and Apple starting to do this too, is you don't, you no longer need a car key, right? You no longer right. need the actual key. And Apple has already started to bake it in to where they have right. their whatever Apple car key thing. I think mm-hmm. some BMWs mm-hmm. use it. My Tesla does it. Does Google have so, a, a similar yeah. thing where you can just yeah, use your phone? Yeah, they do. It's it's not as far along. It's just like everything Apple to Google. Like, do, does Google have the uh, digital driver's license thing? Yeah, of course they do. Do they have the? Yeah, of course they do. But is it as far reaching as Apple? No, mm-hmm. and that's the way it's always going to be. I, I suspect. Look, you you must have a like a Tesla app that you use right yeah. to unlock your car or something like that. So, uh, GM will do that and does do that. I assume today anyway. And I think this stuff's all just gonna. I, I, yeah, this is a weird thing to freak out over. Um, yeah. As long as it has the basic, I mean, all I need. It, well, for for decades, everyone was just like, I just want Google Maps in my car. That's all that I want. That's and right. Yeah. Now we all have it. Yep. Yep. So that right, that's the goal. I, I I like being able to have the music that's kind of it's not on my phone, but I stream it from my phone, like yep. in the car, right? And so that stuff's still going to happen. Yep. Just um, log into I Spotify honestly, now. Would they have there, Apple Music on there? That'll be the well. Does Apple have? Well, you would just Bluetooth it. Yeah, so, but see, yeah. see, that's I disagree with that part. I don't want to have to Bluetooth anything from my phone. Like it should just work. All right. Well, I these are options. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I will there be yes. There's an app ecosystem. Um, I'm sure they're just Android apps, really. Um, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. You know that this is still for the future, but um, my big thing is like the people who complain about this were never buying a GM vehicle. Although, by the way. Do recommend go to Cadillac.com and check out the I think it's called the Lyric with a Q. Mm-hmm. This coming EV crossover thing, gorgeous. Like I do, they, I they make fine gorgeous. cars. I yeah. Um, I, the only thing I can probably, well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna lie right now. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say our next car that we buy will probably be an EV, but actually, I know that's not true. We're at least for no. a while gonna have one EV, and then yeah, like we're looking at a Toyota Highlander, like that sort of thing. Sure, for like, sure. The, the really long yeah road you have trips. a kid you need to go on road trips you need to pack stuff and yep um, yeah. but my next car after <laughs> that will most certainly yeah. be an ev and unless sure. they come out with a 500 mile ev that's you know in the fifty thousand dollar range or something like that in the next right. three years which i don't think they're going to do then our next one will be a, a nice yeah. so hmm. anyways we'll be back to tomorrow another we're, car gonna go, again. we're gonna go two for two <laughs> Maybe three for three. <laughs> two for two. Hold on to your hard hats. <laughs> Anything is possible.